We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to hear from some of the best high school baseball coaches in the state. It's time for the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to the fan high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show. Presented by our local pick and save stores. 10-15, we're going to talk to the head baseball coach at Thomas Moore, Tim Schultz. At 11-30, we talk to the head softball coach at Kakana, ranked number one in the state. And uh, Tim Rorig is uh, willing to come on and talk a little Kakana softball with us. And look, that, that program is incredible. And when you talk to some of the other softball coaches in the area, they talk about that Kakana softball program and how good they are. So we'll talk to Tim uh, at 11.30. We are now joined by Bob Lewis with the Majerus Family Foundation sponsoring this show. My goal was to get guys to come on the air and talk about their favorite Rick Majerus story. And we're going to start doing that probably every other week uh, for a while. And once we get into football and basketball, we might go every week if I keep getting the kind of response that I've been getting. If you have a uh, Rick Majerus story you want to share on the air, you give me a call at 414 414- 448-2104, 448-2104, and leave me a message and I'll call you back. Um, and I thought, look, I, I got four or five calls last week, and I just thought that this would be the guy that I needed to start with. Um, but Bob Lewis, how you been? Good, good to hear, good to hear from you again, Mike. Yeah, how you feeling today? All right. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic in my advancing age. Yeah, that's good. I am too every once in a while. Sometimes <laughs> not so cautious, I guess. <clears throat> hey, um, thank you so much for reaching out. Um, and, and your story, I think, Bob, the reason I wanted to start with you is these are the kind of stories with Rick Majerus that, that I want to talk about. I've, I've gotten some guys calling saying, look, I coached against him, which is great. We're going to get to them. Um, you know, I, I went to a camp and he said this and it was great and it made a big impact. And I want to get to those guys as well. And for me personally, I wanted to be him. He was the guy that started at, at St. Sebastian's coaching grade school, goes to Marquette high, goes to Marquette college. And, 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 and is, you know, known as one of the best college basketball coaches, you know, in the history of college basketball, he did great things in the college level. And I went, I coached in grade school, went to high school, and, and it stopped there. 
but he was the guy that if he was at a clinic or he was going to be a guest speaker someplace, I did whatever I could to get there to listen to him because he was as good a storyteller and he had so much passion, not only, Bob, not only for basketball, but but for our community and for kids in our community and social issues. You know, he was a guy that was raised really, really well and understood that basketball is what he did and wasn't who he was. And he cared so much about the city of Milwaukee that I, I just, I, I, man, I just loved to listen to him speak. And if it was all basketball, I always learned something. And if it was half basketball and half life, I learned a lot in, in those as well. And uh, you were a big fan of, of Rick Majerus. Yeah, I am. Um... I uh, grew up uh, as a young guy. I actually uh, listened to a lot of Marquette basketball. My dad, uh, this is like the mid-60s, where my dad would bring out the little white transistor radio and we listen to the Marquette game. And um, so I became a fan like when I was eight years old or thereabouts. And uh, and I know Al used to run uh, kind of tease Majerus about you really probably need to give up the game. You're not very good. So having, you know, that was always in the back of my mind. So when I had my opportunity to see him at my first time was at Hart Park when he was running the Hart, the summer league at uh, Hart Park back in the olden days. And then uh, having the opportunity to cross paths with him at Marquette at Hellfair when I was going to play in a pickup game at Marquette. And let's talk about that because you're you're standing on the sideline, and he walks over, and he has he has what is obviously a player that maybe he's looking to recruit in with him, and he comes over and says, "Hey, you guys want to play two on two? Exactly. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Now you have to understand this is now the mid seventies, and uh, I'm working at UPS, and I am a buff. Dude, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm playing softball five nights a week in summer league basketball and, <clears throat> excuse me, double A Muni basketball. So I was really active then. And I was, I had, you know, I wasn't overly cocky because that wasn't the way I was raised, but I was like, yeah, I'm pretty good. I can hold my own. So uh, there's a guy with me named Randy. He's a UPS employee. And we're after work one day, we went to Hellfair for a good run. And uh, all of a sudden, this big dude comes out. He's got to be six, seven, six, eight. And I believe if I, I was thinking about this since we talked, I think he had like these safety goggles on. And back in that day, you, you did not see people wearing like safety goggles, you know. So that was kind of like alarming. And then Rook is right behind him saying, hey, you guys want to play two on two while we uh, – wait for a court to get on the main court. And, you know, me and my, now this guy I'm with is even more, is really cocky. He's from <laughs> Chicago. He's a White Sox fan. So well, there you yeah. go. You know what? You say no more on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, he is. He's a, he's a typical Chicago kid, real cocky. And I was never really that way. I just, you know, scoreboard, play the game, keep your head down, kind of like a tech philosophy that I, that we had, you know, we play hard and just leave it on the court, that kind of a thing. So anyway, the game begins and I'm like, well, Rick Majerus is covering me and I go, well, this is going to be, this is going to be a cakewalk. This guy can't play. I mean, that's what El McGuire said. Well, as soon as the first shot went up from the guy with the goggles, Rick Majerus set a box out on me and I went flying 
I was like flying into the wall like a rag doll on a Three Stooges uh, episode. And uh, he was very nice about it. He goes, oh, my, are you okay? Did I follow you? And I went, wow, Rick, that is, uh, I went to tech, and I've never been picked like that or boxed out like that before. <laughs> it, was, it was really it was really humbling, and the guy really, really played hard. He ran me in the ground. I mean, he, he worked hard. I was very impressed, and he was very polite. Um, man, I've never been boxed out like that. And I learned from Wynn Parkinson, for God's sake. So come on, man. Hey, one of my favorite people in the world, Wynn and his wife, um, I can tell you this, and I'll say it on the air, one of the reasons that I was inducted in the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame was because of Wynn. And I know yeah. that. And I, 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 I thanked him um, in person, and he shook his head and said, no, no, you know, uh, don't do that. It's, it's this or it's that. But I know from guys from behind the scenes that Wynn Parkinson had a lot to do with that. I'll tell you this, man. He is, he is one of the nicest men that I know, but I know he was a tough coach. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he was. And, and you know what's really funny? Small world here. Wynn married a girl that went to St. Joseph Lot, and I actually kind of dated her sister. So. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, Wynn out kicked his coverage. I know you and I both know that. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, get, she's really nice. Getting yeah. back to, to, to Rick Majerus, look, guys like you and I were so proud that he was a Milwaukee guy. As When he went to Utah and went to St. Louis and had all this success, it, it seemed to me whenever I listened to an interview, even on the national level, he somehow brought in his roots, brought up his, his, his parents or brought up Milwaukee or brought up the, you know, the, the, where he grew up in Milwaukee Marquette. All of that was so important to who he was that he was such a great ambassador for the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, I you know, like I told you when we talked earlier in the week, I mean, I I go way back. To, I actually started coaching when I was 18, and I adopted uh, – it was a CYO team, and I adopted a lot of what I observed and, and listened to from uh, Coach Al and, and Rick and even Hank, you know. And, um, <clears throat> and I, I, I used to love it whenever Rick would be near a microphone because they used to have, like, these episodes of life life thoughts with Rick Majerus and the guy had a deep perspective that just amazed me at how intelligent the guy was. I mean, he casts a bigger shadow in the world of basketball in the greater Milwaukee area than his, and his physical appearance. And he was a big dude, a big, strong dude. Uh, but his shadow is even bigger than that. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and again, look, as much as he did in the basketball world, <clears throat> He did, and he did a lot behind the scenes, and, and this foundation, the Majerus Family Foundation, has continued. He would be so proud of the work that they do um, through this family foundation, and I always just sat and listened to his interviews because there was always a quote coming, somewhere, somehow, you know, one of these, those who... Uh, those to whom defense is not important will have the best seat in the game. You know, quotes like that, and as a coach, look, he said one time, um, never marry a beautiful woman. A beautiful woman will leave you. An ugly woman will leave you, but you know what? So what? And, and stuff like that, I always laughed at because he just had 
some quotes that that you would hear guys use after like for years upon years because it was a Majerus quote. If you want if if you want to have a lot of success, you need to have a lot of failure. And and that you know quotes like that for me were like, man, he's right. And as a as a coach, if you come out and you win a lot early on when things get tough, how do, how do you deal with that? But if you have some some failure, that that leads to success if you continue to work hard. And, and that's what I took from him. I went to see uh, Majerus one time at a Pen and Mike Club meeting, Bob, and mm-hmm. they they were they were shutting it down, and and he said, hey, look, um, I got another half hour. I'll go sit at this table if anybody wants to hang out and just chat. <laughs> Well, there was like ten guys that that said, "I'll go to work. I'll go back to work late if I can sit at this table and and talk stories with Majerus." And it was that that half an hour that I could stay was as enjoyable as you can ever imagine. And he was holding court, Bob. He was holding court, and he was in charge of that table. And we were going to talk about what he wanted to talk about, and it wasn't a whole lot of basketball. And that's what I loved about him. He just he cared so much about the community. And uh, man, I'll tell you, hey, did you beat him two on two? By the way, or did you guys lose? I think I think we lost. To be really honest with you, I don't remember the outcome uh, in in great detail. But I know the big kid was pretty impressive. He dominated my guy, Randy, and uh, I tried to do all I could to keep us in the game. You know, with Rick, but I think I do believe they beat us. I'm pretty sure they did. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I love the fact that he uh, boxed you out hard. You you went over to Hard Park and you saw him run uh, run those those leagues over there, and he he took those seriously. He wanted guys oh, yeah. that were going to show up, play hard, and uh, and get after it. I thank you so much, Bob. Thank you for 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 being the leadoff hitter. You were never right. a leadoff hitter in any of your softball games, were negative, you? Negative, negative, negative. <laughs> meat of the order, buddy. Meat of the order. Yeah, me too. That's because, you know what? That's because late in my career, I was a station-to-station kind of guy. <laughs> I didn't round second like Christian Yelich, I'll tell you that. But, hey, Bob, um, wife, wife and I are praying for you health-wise. I hope everything, uh, everything's going okay. And uh, keep in touch. Anything you need from me, let me know. All right. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Be good. Yeah, thank you very much. Anybody else want to come on and share their favorite Rick Majerus stories again, you can call me at 414-448-2104. 448-2104. And I'd be happy to talk to you and, and get you get you in the rotation. Talking Rick Majerus is always fun for me. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Tim Schultz, head baseball coach at Thomas Moore, will join us. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome 
back to the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Hey, our next guest, not a bad year to be a Cavalier fan. I got to be honest with you, Matt. Basketball, awfully good. Baseball is really good. And the head baseball coach at Thomas Moore is Tim Schultz. Hey, Coach, how you been? Been good. It's been a great day to be a Cavalier. Man, that it is. Hey, and the year that you guys have had, um, awfully good so far, right? You're feeling pretty good about this team. And we had talked a little bit uh, earlier uh, in the week. You guys are 20-6. and six, And he said, look, we, we had a little bit bump in the road. But, man, we, we've been overall for the year, we've been playing pretty well. Yeah, especially of late. You know, we started off a little bit slow, but, um, we, you know, we were 6-5 and five and then kind of caught fire and won 12 in a row. And, um, yeah, the boys have been playing really well, and we feel pretty good about ourselves. Hey, Coach, um, when I talked to you the other day and, and said, hey, any surprises as far as the amount of success you guys are having? You said, you know, not really. I, we came into this year thinking we had a chance to be pretty good with the amount of players that we had coming back. Um, and, and to have a little bit of a slow start, not, not too many sleepless nights knowing that, that this group would, uh, would figure it out and start playing really well. Yeah, no, we, uh, we had high expectations. You know, we piggybacked from last year. We were pretty good last year, but we, uh, you know, we, we ended up losing. We won the regional championship. We lost a, a great Catholic Memorial team in the sectionals. They kind of took it to us. Um, you know, we were missing our best player to travel ball because of COVID. But, um, yeah, that ended it. But so I, my goal in the offseason was to really upgrade our non-conference schedule. So I don't know. People thought I was crazy. But I, I called Catholic Memorial up. I called Sean Smith up and said, hey, you want to open up? <laughs> let's let's roll it back first game of the year. And uh, we did that at Milkman Stadium, and uh, I think it was a real message to our team that we can play with anybody. They ended up beating us, but it was a, a 6-5 game late, and it was night and day compared to last year's sectional. So from there, we knew we could play with anybody. Hey, Coach, earlier in the show, we had uh, the coach from Pewaukee on, and, and you know, I, I know from talking to you earlier, the, the amount of respect that you have for that program um, is really high, and, and he said some good things about about Thomas Moore, you guys play them on Tuesday at uh, at one o'clock down at, at Racine St. Catharines, and then the winner of that game will take on the winner of Whitnell and Kettle Moraine Lutheran um, later. I think in the day at, at four o'clock. So it's a back to back for you guys. As look, I ask coaches this a lot when you have two games in a day like this. Um, do you, do you throw, and you don't have to give away any secrets, but your, your philosophy, do you throw your ace that first game and, and not worry about game two until you get there? Uh, we got one game on Tuesday and, and, and that's it. If, if we, if we, if we can, uh, get by that first game, we'll worry about game two after, but no, I'm not nothing, all hands on deck for game one. And, and the, the amount of respect that you have for that Pewaukee program is really high. And I know that. Um, yeah. it, you, you'll have your hands full on, on oh, Tuesday. Yeah, and, and, you know, I like to think that they're going to have their hands full with you guys as well. Well, we're just honored to be on the same field with them. I mean, Pewaukee's Pewaukee, you know, they're, they're kind of a powerhouse in most sports, especially baseball too. So we, we just, you know, we got a kind of a running slogan all year. Uh, you know, what's that sound? What's that knocking sound we hear? And they say, Hey coach, that's the sound of opportunity. So, 
day. We, we're just, we're blessed and we're so fortunate just to be on the field on Tuesday. So looking forward to it. Hey, Coach, when, when you look at the Thomas Moore um, team, uh, you know, everything, uh, look, it's a, it's a team sport, but, boy, your leadoff hitter is the guy that a lot of people talk to me about. Um, he's a junior. He's a shortstop. And Alex is uh, is having a really good year again. And you you uh, you think the world of this young man is a baseball player. Yeah, I mean, everything kind of starts with Alex. Alex, I'll say it. So, you know, he's a Louisville commit before his sophomore year. You know, he was first team All-State last year. He's, I mean, honestly, probably the best player I have ever been around. It's a, not an easy game, and he makes it look pretty darn easy. I mean, defensively, every play in the hole, up the middle, slow rollers, you name it, he, he makes every single play, and he makes it look easy. So, and yeah, leadoff, he, you know, he's batting over 500, but, you know, he takes hit by pitches, he walks, you know, he's, on bases over 600 again. The guy steals bases like they're nothing. Um, you know, he's not the most vocal, but boy, his play speaks for itself. Um, and the last week of the year, he actually, um, against Green and Martin Luther, he was trying to, trying to stretch a double into a triple, and he came up with a sore hammy. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> so we lost him for a week. Um, amazingly, we went 5-0 and without him. Um, which I think showed us and everybody. We're, you know, we're more than Alex. He's obviously our heart and soul, but we're more than, than Alex, I'll say. And uh, I think um, that really helped us grow. Um, but he's just an incredible kid, not just a great ball player. He's raised right, great parents. I mean, Alex is the last kid picking up baseballs in the batting cage. Um, and, you know, you don't see that a lot with the, the most talented players. So, yeah, he's, he's special. Hey, Coach, when you look at the pitching staff, um, Elijah is is the kid that, at least stat wise, seems to be your 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 ace and your go to guy. Will he throw that first game on Tuesday? I think I'm going to keep that under my belt there, Mike. We're, yeah, I, we're still de- we're still determining that. But um, Eli has, you know, he, he came into the year number two, but it was pretty apparent he was our horse. Um, he, he's got a hundred Ks in like fifty innings. He's thrown two new hitters. Um, and the thing about Eli is he's pitched our big games. He's pitched that Kathy Memorial. He, he pitched both the St. Joe's conference rival games. He pitched Marquette, Beaver Dam. So, yeah, Eli has been one uh, pleasant surprise, and he has definitely been a workhorse for us this year. And Eli is a, a – uh, is he a, a senior or a junior? He's only a junior. Yeah, only a he's junior. He's so somebody's sleeping on him. Um, and then when you look again, and uh, Isaiah has, has had a really good year. Kyle has had – um, a good year, and and so there's a number of options that you have, and your staff is is uh, going through that right now. But man, uh, not a bad if 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 Isaiah's Plan B, that's not a bad option. Yeah, you know Isaiah, he's he's you know Isaiah, our senior team captain, he's committed to Concordia in Nebraska. You know, he's been dealing with some tendonitis. You know, it's been tough. He's been two little bouts, um, but he's he's a warrior. He keeps coming back. He's had a great year pitching and hitting. But, yeah, the tendonitis has uh, been an issue. Um, and, yeah, him as a number two, you're doing pretty well. And, yeah, you think Kyle Olivo, this kid, he's a sophomore. His stuff might be the nastiest of anyone. He's, he's had control issues in the past. But last couple games, he's been uh, pretty impressive. Well, you look at, at his stats, Coach, and, and, you know, I went through some of the box scores, and you're right, the last couple of games, he has almost been lights out. And when when he's throwing strikes, he he's he's a he's a kid that's that's tough to to hit. 
And when you think about having a sophomore, you know, get him through that first inning, right, and let him just take a breath and settle in. And it's just baseball, man. We're just playing. We're having fun. And if yep. you can get on the get on the bump and throw strikes, um, I, I like your chances. Yeah, that's the key for Kyle. You know, the first couple of once he settles down, he's great. Um, he's got a you know, but he's young. He's maturing, and he's uh, he's got a very very bright future. Hey, coach. Um, when we look at the rest of your roster, you know, it's a really nice mix of of seniors and juniors and some sophomores, for that matter. But the future obviously is is pretty bright for Thomas Moore baseball. With that mix, you know, sometimes it's it's tough as a coach to have. You know, if you're a senior laden team, those are your, those are your leaders, and everybody knows it. But when you've got some some juniors that that you know are certainly some of the best, if not the best players you have, the, the mix of that group. Um, how do they get along? And and is that been an easy transition as far as this team? You know, figuring out that they're playing for each other. Um, yeah, I mean, I there've been a coach's dream. I mean, the team chemistry on this, this squad is just off the charts. Um, I can't take credit for it. Um, these guys are friends on the field. They're friends off the field. You know, I think they're fully supporting BW threes and Oak Creek after every game. They they just hang out. They um, you can see it too. They get in tight games. They got each other's backs. So. I just love a team like that. I don't have to deal with any of the drama. Um, just worry about baseball. Hey, Coach, who, uh, you know, we talked about your leadoff hitter. Um, who rounds out that, that first four or first five for you guys? Who, who, who normally hits second? Who hits third and fourth? Um, batting second is um, a talented sophomore, Brandon Johnson. Um, one, one heck of a catcher and uh, – Pretty darn good hitter. Although this year I, we joke, I've never seen a kid hit so many line drives right at players. So numbers are a little bit down from freshman year, but he's a heck of a hitter. Um, then Isaiah Allison, you know, six foot eight <laughs> frame. He's batting third. Um, and then someone I'd really like to highlight is a, is a sophomore. His name is Sam Mama. He's an Oak Creek kid. Um, like they don't build kids like this anymore. He's just old school, hard nosed. He's uh, he's our one of our catchers. He's an infielder. He's an outfielder. Now he's our closer. <laughs> um, you know, he's almost batting 500. He leads the team in hits. Um, and as a catcher, he's the guy that's beating beating the batter down to first base on an infield hit. I mean, he uh, he's been an unbelievable addition. I think he'd run through a brick wall if I asked him. Hey, Coach, how did – you know, and, and looking at, at your roster, and, and Sam's listed that, you know, every position, and he, and he you know, sells popcorn during uh, during breaks. I, I, I Does he know um, coming to the ballpark what where he's going to be playing that day, or does he just know he's going to be in the lineup? Um, he does based on the pitcher. You know, I, I've got different, you know, combinations with the pitchers, but the team's so versatile that I get, I got so many parts that can move around. So he kind of knows, but he's gonna, he, he catches most games, um, and he is at third base, first base, or even in the outfield left field. Man, you got to give that kid like Sam credit. He uh, he he's uh, he's raking. He's hitting fourth in the lineup. And if you tell him to go play third, he goes and plays third. You tell him I need you in left field today. He probably Without, thinks in his no mind, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd prefer to catch if I could, coach. But I'll go wherever you need me to go. And you got to love a kid like that. You betcha, man. He's been a dream. 
Hey, Coach, good luck, man. I, I really, it was really good to talk to you. Um, like I said, it's been a great year to be um, a Cavalier fan because a lot of success going on over at Thomas More. When we had talked, I apologized that you had to deal with John Hoke every day, and we laughed. I, 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 I'm a big John Hoke fan, and I just think he, uh, I, I tell you what, you want to talk about a great ambassador for Thomas More High School? Talk to John Hoke about about what it is to be a Cavalier, and uh, he'll sit with you for as long as you want to sit and talk about what that means to him. And um, I, I think it's be. I think Thomas Moore is go- only going to get better, and he's going to do a great job leading that school and that community. Tim Schultz, head baseball coach at Thomas Moore. Good luck Tuesday against Pewaukee, coach. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. We're going to get to a break. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by your local pick and save stores on twelve fifty a.m. The Fan. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, Miami, uh, uh, South Beach, bringing the heat, uh. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Said it, uh, this whole show, man, I love this time of year. You know, in softball, you've got teams that are, are you know, playing hard and, and now they, they have their CD meeting. Uh, Division one today, I think at noon, baseball is getting into the the sectionals on Tuesday, and uh, it's just a great time to be talking to coaches whose teams are still playing. And when you get a chance to talk to the coach whose teams right now ranked number one in the state, undefeated, um, boy, it's it, to be undefeated this late in the season is something special. Tim Rarick, head coach at Kakana, is joining us. Hey, coach, how you been? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me today. Yeah, you know, Coach, we it seems to me like you and I always talk about this time of the year, which means Kakan is still playing. And uh, this program, I'll tell you this, Tim, when, when I talk to softball coaches in this area and you start saying, okay, who, you know, Division One, what are you thinking? Who are you thinking? Um, Kakana comes to, to everybody's, uh, everybody's lips and they say, look, that program is right now maybe the best program in the state of Wisconsin. So people talking behind your back here in Milwaukee, Coach, but all good things. Well, uh, that's quite a compliment from a, a lot of great coaches out there. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is our feeder program and how we feed our kids and the work we put in with our youth um, to develop that high school program. And uh, I'm really proud of what we've built here over the last 22 years that I've been the head coach. Um, you know, just building that feeder program up to the point where it's just constantly feeding into that high school program. And we've got a lot of little girls playing softball right now, which is really good. Um, anytime we can get kids away from the TV or away from electronics and out on a field competing, I think that's a great thing. Coach, I, I'm not sure I could agree with you anymore. You know, I do a youth sports show uh, from 9 to 10 on Saturdays, and I don't know if it's 50%, but 25% of what is talked about on that show is exactly what you just talked about, how important it is for us to get our kids away from playing video games and, you know what, go out and compete, you know, learn how to be a good winner, learn how to be a good loser, and and you're going to meet friends and be active, and, and I just think you're right. I'm glad to hear that, you know, in the first 30 seconds of our conversation, you talk about the feeder program up in Kakana and how many girls are playing softball. Coach, how long did it take 
for the people in that area to get that program up and, and running and, and, and get in a lot of kids involved? You know, it, um, it started right away when I took over 22 years ago. We, we, I really made some, some decisions at that point to set this program up for where we're at now. But it, um, it took time to build where it is now. Um, we, you know, when I took over, we had, I think it was 46 girls playing softball at that point in our program. We're now up near the, you know, 140 mark. Um, and the, the thing that we did is we really extended down into, and we were the first U8 program. I built that U8 program up, and now we extend all the way down to the U6. And there were some parents who were like, you're crazy to have six-year-olds playing. We're not playing full-fledged softball at that point, but what we are doing is getting our fundamentals down, and we're getting kids out there playing and, you know, finding that true love of the game. And um, letting them, we're letting them go out and compete against eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, and, and they may lose. And we just, we, we always tell them we don't worry about that. We don't worry about the wins and losses. We worry about how we're competing on a daily basis. And, uh, um, you know, it's really it's fun to see um, just the little kids out at our games. Um, you know, the other day we had a few home runs and all the little kids were scrambling to get the ball because they wanted it all signed by the, the older girls. And it really is a, a, a program where we feed from U5, U6, all the way up into the varsity team. Um, and and we, we invite all those little kids out. A lot of our older girls work with those little kids. Um, in the off season. we run – different clinics all winter long for our little kids here in Kakana and you know it, it pays off when they get into high school and Tim obviously you're really involved um in in the youth program and and there has to be a great board and team of of people that that give a lot of their time and sweat equity to make sure that program's running well you're absolutely correct I mean you look at our our KGF board, our Kakana Girls Fast Pitch Board, we got a, a president that's been there for a number of years, Kurt Peters. Um, his daughter plays on the varsity team, but Kurt has done an outstanding job um, of just, you know, maintaining a really quality group of people that are in it to try to build. And our whole goal is to build a high school team, to build the best high school team we can. And uh, Kurt and all of the guys, there's another gentleman down there by the name of Damian Solis who runs a lot of our tournaments. Damian's just a, a workhorse. Um, his daughter's coming up through the program, um, and I could name off every single one of those board members right now who've done a tremendous job um, just helping us build up. We have a pitching coach in town here named Denny Lauer. Um, Denny's always been outstanding with our, our youth and just building up the, the pitching side of things. Um, so we have a lot of the framework for success in place, and Denny's been with us since, you know, since I started. He's one of my first phone calls I made. Um, you know, he works with those kids, those youth kids, pretty much – you know, all year, and uh, that's that's part of the keys to success is having people like that in your program. Another guy, Jim Jellish. Jimmy uh, works with kids hitting all year long. Um, he's retired, and he just loves the cages and loves, the, you know, working with kids, and he's working with hitting nonstop. So you have those people that nobody hears about. They see my face or my name, but they don't hear about those other guys. And they are just a tremendous asset to this program. I th- thank you so much for allowing us to to talk about them a little bit because I agree with you, Tim. I look those are those are the unsung heroes, right? When when look when when you look at your roster and and you take a look at uh, you've got a freshman that's doing. I think she's a freshman or a sophomore. Um, she's a freshman. She's a freshman. She's one of your leading hitters, and she's one of your leading pitchers. Um, and and coach, you you have to look at that youth program. 
to be able to say, look, this is where it started for her. It looks like her older sister might be on the team as well, but but Carly's done really, really well, and you've got to look at the people that are running that program and give them a whole bunch of credit for keeping her in trust and, and having her continue to excel at the level she is. Yeah, Carly and, you know, Carly and Callie, uh, Steve's one of the assistant coaches for the uh, varsity team. Um, so when this crew came through, I have a daughter that's a junior. Steve's got a daughter who's a junior and now a freshman. Um, and then Mark Hertzfeld, who's got a daughter who's a freshman as well, and she starts up on our varsity team as well. We took this team when they were already six years, six years old and just started working with them. Wow. Um, and we have built them all the way, worked with them every year, all the way up on through the line. And uh, Carly, you know, you knew when she was a kid, you know, she's not the most imposing person when she walks out on the mound. She's probably about five, 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 six, but probably weighs a buck ten, dripping wet. Oh, man. But when she absolutely brings it. And, uh, you know, Steve puts a tremendous amount of time into, into both his daughters. Um, both of them, um, he's got a shop that he's got batting cages facilities in. He's got, uh, you know, pitching facilities in. So those kids um, get a lot of time from him, and he has really worked with those kids to be what they are today. Um, Carly, you know, um, what can I say? She's given up two earned runs the whole season. One of them was in a sectional game. She gave up a home run. That was her second earned run she gave up all year. Um, but as a freshman, to be the FA Player of the Year is an unbelievable honor. That's something that's never happened in my 22 years. Hey, Coach, and we're, we're going to get to this team um, uh, uh, here in a second, but how is it coaching Lily? Has that been, has that been a good uh, experience for the two of you? Has it been easy sailing all the way through? Or, look, I coached my son, and sometimes it wasn't uh, Matthew and I. You know, we, we battled a little bit, and I'm wondering how that is for you and Lily. Yeah, you know, Lily really battled through an injury this year, the whole year, didn't bat the way she did last year. She was up in the 580 mark last year. But she's been battling this injury, and she's starting to get healthy now and feeling good. Um, and the one thing that Lily and I really had to work through was that our what we did on the field did not impact our relationship off the field. And what we made a promise to each other um, two years ago was that when we walk off that field, softball's over. And it's back to me being a dad with my daughter. Um, so once we leave the field, we don't talk softball. We do not talk about anything related to softball. We talk about, you know, things that we like to do together. We love to fish together. We love to do other things together, and um, we do that stuff. Once we go out and work on our hitting, work on our fielding, then we're back in softball mode. So once we're done with the batting cage, we literally do not talk softball. In the batting cage, we'll talk. And there are some some moments when I think she'd like to throttle me, and I'm like, hey, (laughs) you know, we got to go. But uh, once we walk out of there, it's back to – me just being a dad and uh, me, me loving my daughter for who she is. And I think that's an important message that I try to send her as much as possible, that your, your play on the field does not reflect you know, my, how much I love you and how much I care for you as my daughter. So I think that's, that's really important for both of us. Man, but how healthy is that? That Well said, Tim, and, and thank you. Uh, we're talking to Tim Rurick. He is the head softball coach at Kakana, um, defending state champion. Kakana, and they are undefeated this year. You guys have your seating meeting coming up, I think, in a few minutes. Coach, Any uh, everybody I've talked to has said, look, uh, okay, Kakana's going to be the one seed, and I think so-and-so's the two, and maybe so-and-so's the three. Then it's it's all jumbled up. I'm going into the seating meeting feeling pretty confident on getting that one seed, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, our – 
our uh, our record speaks for itself and what we've done. We, you know, 10 run rule, 17 of the 28 teams that we played this year. Um, so we, we have a team that is built, you know, played at a very high level and built for, for uh, you know, big level, you know, high level games. And I think, uh, you know, we're going to be the one seed. I know Sun Prairie's got an outstanding team, an outstanding program. I think they're going to be right there. Um, you got Cedarburg, who's got an outstanding um, pitcher in Peyton. Yeah. Um, Superior, we played earlier in the year, was only 3 to nothing. Superior is an outstanding team, well coached. Um, you got Oak Creek with, with Riley down there. Um, so, you know, you, you look up and down there, there's, there's, you know, five, six, seven teams there. Um, we're doing our homework right now on the other, you know, Oshkosh West, we have plenty of information on. We played them a few times. But then you got Milton and Sussex Hamilton that, we're getting our information and our, our scouting reports down right now, actually. As you, as you called me, I was uh, actually preparing some stuff on those two teams. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's what we were doing today. Hey, Coach, how much did you hear about the Oak Creek win over Indian Trail? Well, I knew it was a tight game. I knew they played, what, 15 innings, um, you know. We, hey, Coach. A heck of a game. Yep, it was. And they were uh, bottom of the 14th. They were down one with two outs and two strikes on uh, Brianna Rickard. And uh, she hit a her first home run of the year to tie it. And then the ump said, "Look, if if uh, if if this isn't a quick fifteenth inning, we're going to have to suspend it because we don't have lights." And they got uh, Indian Trail out quick, quickly and then scored a run in the fifteenth. Or they were going to have it suspended, have to go back to Oak Creek and then come back and finish the next day, which would have wow. been a whole different kind of. And when we had Brianna on, I asked her how she's doing, and she said, well, and this was yesterday when I called her, she said, well, I'm kind of sore. I caught 15 innings yesterday. And she hit this ball, and I've watched it about six times, Coach. My favorite part is the girl on deck who just went absolutely crazy when the ball went over uh went over the fence, and they were within one strike of getting knocked out, and they said the ride home through these vans were awfully fun, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I can only imagine the enthusiasm and uh, and the energy that that provided that team, and uh, I'm happy for her. Um, those are the moments you you kind of live for as a hitter, you know, get up there and make that play. Hundred percent. And as somebody involved like you have been, was involved in high school athletics a long time. Those stories. That's the reason I do stuff like this. It's just really, it's so much fun, you know. And on the other hand, it's really painful for somebody else. But the lessons that we learn. Hey, coach. Good luck uh, next week up in Madison. Thursday, uh, June 9th through the 11th, the state tournament at Goodman Diamond. Um, stadium in Madison and uh, certainly good luck next week coach it's always hard to repeat and you know you guys will have your hands full of some good softball players coming up there we absolutely will but we're going to give it our all and see what we got you got it Tim thanks a lot I appreciate the time thank you you have a great day you bet let's get to a break other side of the break we're going to go through some of the games coming up this week this is the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association show presented by your local pick and save stores. Hey, if you get a chance tomorrow, um, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. or 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Faith in the Zone, T.J. Bennett. Is uh, is our guest, professional baseball player, 
at one point was AAA with the Giants. He's now playing for the Lake Country uh, Doc Hounds. And the cool part, um, really strong in his faith, a really good baseball player. And his father is the head coach for um, the Doc Hounds. And, and take a listen. And uh, I thought it was a really good show that we uh, we recorded a couple of days ago, and you'll enjoy that. He is uh, he's all baseball, I'll tell you that. And uh, also has uh, what I would consider a miracle 10-month-year-old. You're going to have to listen to uh, learn a little bit more about that, but a really good guy. Hey, on Tuesday, um, if, you, if, you, if you've got the day off, and I wish that I did, there's some really good baseball um, are in this area. If, uh, if you want to go watch uh, Oak Creek play, 130 down at Kenosha, Bradford against Wasosha Central. They'll play the win- If they win, the winner of Franklin Union Grove. At South Milwaukee, Milwaukee Marquette, the one seed, play the four seed Muskego at 10 o'clock. And then South Milwaukee gets a home game. The three seed will play the two seed Greendale. Man, there's so many coaches that I, I wish now, you know, if we had a four-hour show, would have certainly had the head coach from Greenfield on. The head coach from Marquette Banda would have been great from Franklin and Muskego. Would have had all these guys on to say congratulations and, and good luck. Uh, you can also go down to St. Catharines, 10 o'clock, Kettlemarine Lutheran against Whitnell, and then Pewaukee against Thomas Moore. Really good baseball in this area for sure and throughout the state. And then Thursday, up in Madison, the state uh, state tournament uh, going on in fast pitch. And as you know, we've been talking a lot of fast pitch, that Kakana team, the Oak Creek team, uh, Sussex-Hamilton upset uh, Arrowhead, and so they're still playing. If you're a baseball or a softball fan, this is a great week. You get a chance to see a lot of it and really quality stuff. Thanks a lot for listening. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.